Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number Nine. And this is the full. Hello, everyone. We are back to football of the association Woo! type variety, otherwise known in our country and maybe yours, soccer. Soccer. Uh, soccer. And we're, go- we're specifically going to talk about the EPL, English Premier League, or Premier League, if we're sticking to our Americanisms. Um, so, the full we have had an amazing week of football. Um, I, as you can imagine, am really happy because I've been anticipating our game against Leeds ever since Leeds got promoted. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yep. Uh, for once, Manchester United made it worth my while to get up and watch them play. Definitely. That, yeah. That was a game worth watching, especially for someone like you, a Manchester United fan, like, just getting out there, smashing Leeds. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Just like an insight to people who aren't Manchester United fans, you can tell how old or how long somebody has been a Manchester United fan <laughs> based on who they really dislike. So every Manchester United fan really dislikes Liverpool. So like none of us wanted Liverpool to win last season because uh, you know Liverpool's always been a deep rival. But like yeah, yeah. there'll be people who have only started watching football like in the late nineties, early two thousands. And those Manchester United fans really hate Arsenal. Yeah. And I can bet you Manchester United fans who started like liking football this decade have no idea why people care so much about Arsenal. <laughs> or Leeds for that matter. So I am for a, I've been a Manchester United fan since the late eighties and early nineties. And to be honest, the late eighties was the teams that I really used to dislike were Manchester City, who were pretty competitive with us back in those days. Um, yeah. and Liverpool obviously because they used to win all the time. And then Finally, Leeds got promoted and uh, won the Premier League on the last day uh, when Manchester United couldn't beat West Ham. So there's a long history and there's even deeper history going back to the 60s and 70s. But yeah, obviously yeah. I was a fan back then. But yes, fa- uh, fans from back then hate Leeds with a passion, even more than they hate Liverpool. And fans like me who started liking United in the late 80s and you know that remember that the last season before the premier league started really really hate leeds because yeah. they were very competitive with us until maybe the season before they got relegated was the last season we yeah. with that they weren't competitive with us uh in the premier yeah, league yeah something like that they sort of yeah went through the 90s reasonably okay and then sort of fell off at yeah, the end yeah. yeah and i think the other thing is like fans who started liking football in the 2000s or the mid 2000s like manchester united fans yeah, they have a Chelsea rivalry, which didn't used yeah. to exist. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. Chelsea were always a good team, played them, but they yeah. don't hate. We didn't. I never hated Chelsea like the way I hated Arsenal, like no, as no. a London club. No, yeah. I mean, even through the two thousands, I don't. I've never felt like United is the 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 devil rival. Like it's it's the the main rival. You know, you want to beat United because you know then you're they probably were the, winning the Premier League. Yeah, well, they were the. The benchmark to get to, you know, all through the late nineties and, you know, through the mid two thousands, even, you know, to early twenty tens. So yeah, you know, it was a, it's it's the bar to beat. You you know, you gotta play against Manchester United well. You gotta beat them if you want to win the, the title. You know, it's, but thinking of them being hate is different. Uh, yeah. yeah, and of course, team. Uh, 
more recent fans absolutely uh, hate Manchester City and Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. They don't remember a time when United were better than those two teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very funny because my four-year-old daughter once did ask me why I like Manchester United when Manchester City were so much better after watching <laughs> them play a game. Great insights there from the four-year-old. <laughs> yep. But yeah, just to look back at the last week we had just before the tasty, tasty Christmas fixtures, um, Liverpool shooting to the top with the 7-0 win against Crystal Palace, kind of just yeah. showing their class, I think. Yeah, their biggest biggest win by them in the Premier League era. Yeah, and I think, uh, other once again, they do have potential injuries and stuff that could um, put yeah, their yeah. season uh, at risk. But um, yeah, they're very impressive. The team to beat at the moment, I would think. Yeah, um, well, they've only managed one loss in the 14 games so far they played. Yep. Yeah. Nine wins, so they're just they are once again showing that they are the the target. You know, you got to beat them. They're yeah. going to just gallop away at the moment unless something goes horribly wrong. So, absolutely. And follow the Manchester City then had a close, very close uh, win against Southampton. Um, yeah, but yeah. a good win, I think, away from home. And Southampton are a good team this season. Look like a yes. team, one of the teams that are going to be very competitive. Um, was, come end of season. Yeah, no, it was their first loss in four games. So mm-hmm. it's it's uh, the Southampton is definitely showing that they um a serious serious player again. Uh, yep. Say so City's still below them on the table, though they do have a game in hand. It's only one point, but you know Southampton yep. sitting in seventh, Man City's in eighth, yeah. and it's just that just shows Southampton's season more than anything. I mean, I yeah. think they're being as high as fourth or third a few weeks yep. ago. Yep. Um, yep. Well, I don't think they will qualify for a Europe, uh, a uh, UEFA Champions League spot. Um, a Europa League spot is not out of reach for them. No, uh, definitely. Get, um, uh, like they've done it before, so they can do it again. They've got the players, yeah. good coaching, and good team all round, like everything else um, in their yeah. structure and setup. Um, the next game, oof, Arsenal. Are oh. they in trouble or what? How oh, the yeah. IT have fallen? Yes. I'm going to say this now. How happy will you be if Arsenal get relegated? <laughs> <laughs> so, so happy. If only because the two Arsenal fans at work will just oh, be so devastatingly I will, funny. I want to clarify that I do not think Arsenal will get relegated. And 90% of me doesn't want Arsenal to get relegated. No. Because I think they play a vital role in the Premier League. And being one of those North London yeah. clubs, they're like, you know, they're part of Premier League history. So I don't necessarily... But the 10% of me that wants them to get relegated, it's just going to be so funny if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I like the concept of them getting relegated, but still winning the um, Europa League today so that they qualify for the Champions League next year whilst being in the cha- in the championship. I just find that hilarious. Um, that would be hilarious. But yes, no. One of the one of my friends at work, he's an Arsenal supporter, and he has already just given up on it. He's just like, they're going to get relegated. Just sell all the crap player, all the big names, because they're wasting money, and just send the kids out and let them play. Is what's the worst that could happen? Some of us did spend a good half now explaining why what the worst could happen is, but he's still yeah. he's just completely downhearted by it. Like they're just playing so badly. Being demoralized and look at the beginning of the season I thought Manchester United would be fighting relegation this season just because the defense looked so bad I was not hoping for that to happen or or 
or at a moment going like we should just play our kids because what's the worst that could happen because yeah uh, leads are a cautionary tale about what can happen to you if you get relegated into the championship yes um, yes maybe arsenal will get lucky stan kronke will sell the club to another billionaire who'll actually invest um if you're not lucky bad things will happen so fingers crossed arsenal fans great win by everton um at home like just showing how good a team they are, uh, just so well-rounded, and they've got good players all around the park. And can Carlo Ancelotti knows how to play and win in the Premier League. Who knew? Yeah, a Premier League <laughs> winning coach knows how to win in the Premier League. <laughs> Apparently, Chelsea didn't know way back after he won, <laughs> and then they sacked him the next year. But you know, yeah, no, Carlo Ancelotti is is, is pure class. I think he's shown that time yep. and time and time again, and it's just continuing to be there. So you're right, you know, who knew that the, one of the, you know, really great coaches, you know, is, is a great coach. In the year, one of the greatest coaches ever and yeah. one of, and a coach who has won in several countries yeah. where he's coached in. Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing because Carlo Ancelotti, when he was managing Chelsea, as a joke, one of the he had this he had this really long interview in four four two, and he went, you know, after AC Milan with Silvio Berlusconi in charge, and he seemed to want to always act like he was the one making your decisions versus Roman Abramovich, who's never spoken to the public ever. <laughs> uh, on anything related to football, how does it feel with different owners? And he was literally like, "It's like night and day." <laughs> like I didn't even know you could have owners like Roman Abramovich. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, that is hilarious. <laughs> and I think that shows, given how after Ancelotti left, how soon and quickly AC Milan went down uh, yeah. without him. So it just shows how good a coach he is. Obviously, when you've won three Champions Leagues, you don't. You, it's there yeah. for people to see. That um, I don't think with Kalara and Salotti, there's a lot of um, debate to be had. Yeah, and the next game we had Newcastle and Fulham. I think Fulham will be really happy with the draw. Fulham could find some form and actually mm-hmm. threaten Arsenal. Now they're only th- yes, they're in the relegation zone at ten points, but they're only just sorry four points behind Arsenal and two points. Yeah, two points from Burnley, Burnley, um, Brighton, I should say, and three points. Burnley, Burnley. have a game in hand, of course. So which I mean, they all like, the more reason to yeah, uh, for them to be a do. bit more comfortable. But I don't think anyone in that relegation table can be comfortable, other than Sheffield United, who are probably already relegated, who are going to be relegated. Yeah, oh, we have seen some great escapes in our time. Um, but I would be up there that season with two great escapes where Sunderland somehow didn't get relegated and somehow Crystal Palace finished 10th from basically everyone writing them off from being relegated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. from so many points behind to 10th. <laughs> it's just, and, I still laugh when I think about it. It's just, But yeah, it would be, be rivaling that sort of thing. But the thing is with Sheffield United, not to drag us into future gazing, they do. Yeah. they are a team that could uh, do that. I do think so, they're very capable of coming back. Now, yeah, the next game is another funny game, which we all, I think we all enjoyed because Spurs played really, really well, but still lost. <laughs> so Spursy, as we like to say. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and 
Premiership fandom. I remember three or four weeks ago, all these men, um, Jose Mourinho fans, Jose Mourinho fans coming out and going on and on about how people wrote uh, Spurs off and Manchester United did not give them enough time, blah, blah, blah. And those agreements may, may be valid. I don't agree with them, but fair enough. But, you know, back in my head, I was like, you know, nobody's been, nobody has ever been handed the Premiership trophy for being at the top, you know, before December. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it uh unless you're there at the end it doesn't matter if you were at the, at the top now um and it looked like a very unpredictable season so i wasn't sure why anyone would get comfortable i don't think spurs fans to be fair were saying things like that it was jose Mourinho fans who were saying this so yeah, yeah. i will clarify this it wasn't spurs fans at least the ones i met who were overconfident they were like oh we're playing well and, doing uh, we're kind of happy but you know it's Mourinho ball what, what are you going to do <laughs> I'm going to put quotation marks on there because the, that particular fan didn't say that comment was off the record <laughs> fair enough um, we've already gone through Leeds a game against United and heck I'm more than happy with the season where Le- Manchester United is responsible for Leeds getting relegated, uh, and I hope that it happens. That's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah. I am uh, not uh, ashamed to, to let the world know how much I hate Leeds United Football yeah. Club. Fair enough. Though, unfortunately for you, it does look like um, Leeds United, they've they're been getting it. Be yeah, I know. They've been collecting enough points, I think, to not get relegated. But. Uh, It's say we're not even halfway, so... That's true. And then next, we had the second city derby, or the Midlands derby, West Brom and Aston Villa. West Brom getting a red card, um, and Aston Villa coming away with what I think will be a very important win. um, Yeah. Because while Villa are not threatened with relegation yet, things can change halfway through the season. Um, I'm sure they're, they're not too unhappy about uh, being responsible for getting uh, West Brom, <laughs> and I and I just uh, feel bad. West Brom are one of the clubs who I tend to uh, root for when they're playing in the Championship, um, and mm. in the Premier League, they're like my second club, like the club I kind of like because they play these. Or back in the day, they used to play a very neat brand of football. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and they were just a fun team to follow. Um, that all being said, yeah. It, looks rough times for West Brom. They're they're still within a chance to not get relegated, but it's another great so, escape if this happens. Yeah. I think it's it's a very slim chance. I think May if we, end of this season Sheffield United and West Brom are not relegated, you and I will have to say that this might be the greatest sec, great escape season we've seen. Yes, definitely. If they but if both of them somehow manage to not get relegated, it will be amazing. Yeah. Um but, uh, it's but, a, yeah. Tough. I could see maybe one of them not being able to pull off a great escape, but both just doesn't seem very likely. That's mm. going to take a great change, because neither of them have been looking particularly good. So. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. they haven't had the lucky there. It's been, like, not looked very well, and any lucky breaks that have happened have always gone against them, especially Sheffield United. Like, watching some of their games or highlights, you're just like, you guys are so unlucky. <laughs> Like yeah. you're playing badly as well, but you're also unlucky. Like it's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not having luck is definitely something. Uh, definitely going to count against you in the relegation battle um, yeah. as it gets tougher. Now, Burnley, uh, 
I think, a vital win for them. I th- they're going to be very happy with that. If... Um, and they've played well. I think maybe Sean Dyche has got the team in the mood for survival. They might even finish as high as 12th, 11th this season. Maybe even 10th, depending on how badly teams like West Ham, Aston Villa, or Manchester City play. Uh, yeah. Uh, how things have been going this season. Um, I but yeah, expect, Burnley, yeah, I would not count out as a because they looked like they were going to be relegated a few weeks ago or yes. like in a really deep relegation scrap. So yeah, 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 they just need to not get overconfident, and I don't think they will because Sean Dyche knows what he's doing. And it, it's, yeah, it is look. I mean, they haven't lost in four games. They've had two wins, two draws in the last four games. So, and they've got a game in hand, so that sort of helps with where they're at. That does help. And um, yeah, I yeah. think. Uh, I think we'd be shocked if Burnley were relegated, uh, just because of the record they've had and yeah. just their position now. Um, now, I'll give you the standard two minutes, uh, fool, to brag about beating West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know, it happens. West Ham, eh, it's okay. <laughs> no, it was, it was good. I've um, mostly just seen the highlights, but it looks good. Um, I think we had... Beating on your little brother. Yeah, beating on the West Ham, you know, that we've always beaten them. It's just one of those things, you know, they come along, they come over, and you just put the boot down, down they go. Yep. But yeah, um, I mean, it looked good, and I mean, there's still a few questions around some of the players, um, but they're all showing good signs. Uh, it was nice to see Ed's Liquida back out in the field as well. Um, yeah. That was a bit more of um, injury and force change, but still nice to have him... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tammy Abraham scoring twice. You know, it's it's once again good to see him in in. Uh, Pulisic was looking good. Werner once again was was there and thereabouts. He was you know also just a bit unlucky. Um, I did see a, a article which I didn't read, but in Soccernet saying that he needed to pull his socks up a bit. But I actually feel like Werner's been playing pretty well. Tad unlucky. Tad things yeah. just need to fall his way a little bit more. But like he's he's. Playing on the left side and providing pace and yeah, depth yeah. to the attack. So, and I think he yeah. he's and it takes a while to get used to pre- the Premier League style, yeah. and they did really have an off season. So, uh, exactly. And and Kai Havertz is one that's showing that um, that he's definitely struggling to match into the the Premier League. Uh, but he's getting better, so... Yeah, and hopefully they get to stay patient with Kai Havertz, because I think he's a gem yeah. of a player. Uh, he's, I did, once again, another Soccernet article, which was basically, he's in a massive form slump, but he's too good to give up on. Like, you just, you have to keep him for the next couple of seasons and be like, he's going to get good, so we just keep playing him, even though he's, like, in a form slump, because he'll play himself out of the form slump sometime. Yep. Yep, it's agree. just one of those things, and it's just like, yeah, and I agree as well, as so. like... There's no Unless point. there's some sort of personality issue in Chelsea that, uh, and it doesn't it doesn't look that way because he gets game time and stuff. Mm. Um, I think and, Frank likes him. Yeah, and he clearly like clearly the other players like him as well, and he's clearly trying. Is that's the things like he obviously has the attitude, he obviously has the skills. Just things that for whatever reason are not going his way. You know, it's just one of those things he just can't quite put it all together. Maybe it's just change into London from. Leipzig, you know, maybe it's just, you know, being in England, away from family, I don't know, but it is, I mean, it's say, we've seen plenty of really good players come to the Premier League, 
and and struggle. And we've seen really good players come to Chelsea, and or players come to Chelsea and for reasonable money struggle for a year or two and then become one of the greatest players ever. You know, <coughs> did their job, but yep. you know, his his what was it? What was our, our good friend's chant? Thirty-four million or whatever it was. I had a whole season and a half of having his price tag chanted at me. And then yeah. it became a really good deal. So, hey, I'm fine waiting for Kai Habits to also come right. But, yeah, no, the Chelsea-West Ham game, yeah, it was good. It was good to see them back into winning form because they had a couple of very poor losses um, against uh, Wolves and uh, Wolves and, and Everton, where they just... Were good not, teams as well. Good, oh, yeah. They are good teams and they're playing very well, but Chelsea against both of them just looked flat and... I mean, some of that was Everton and Wolves playing really well and de- and playing good strategy against Chelsea and denying Chelsea their forward runs and mm. you know getting not letting their attacking players have time on the ball and the rest, which you know is yay for Wolves and Everton. You know, play the right strategies and do the right tactics, and it works for you. That's great, uh, but it's still nice to see Chelsea back. Absolutely. Now, let's look at the Christmas and New Year's fixtures. Um, the uh, so uh, the time of year I used to call Christmas in December, not realizing <laughs> how redundant that was. Um, but it's so true. <laughs> uh, for football fans, it is. And now the upcoming fixtures, we've got I think the game of the round: Leicester City versus Manchester United. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is going to have huge repercussions for the season. Uh, Leicester at home. Uh, United have, I think, just looking at the form at how they've played and approached games like this, it's probably a draw, I'm just thinking. Possibly, yes. And with the game in hand, uh, United will be happy with that, even though they're going to be, they're going to fall further behind from Liverpool. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think United will perhaps see that there's too much to lose from the game mm-hmm. and go and with a much more um, defensive mindset of taking the point away is, is better than losing all three. So um, it's quite possible that will happen. I think Leicester will, will try and play the game. and try yeah, and, I, and I think Leicester wants points because yeah. they know they're a, United have a game in hand and a draw kind of favours yeah. them. And it you know, gives them a good... keeps them in touch with Liverpool since Liverpool later in the round gets to play West Brom. So Leicester sort of need that win. Yeah, Leicester definitely... Well, both United and Leicester yeah, should yeah. actually go for the win. I just don't oh, think yes. United will. Obviously, United will take a freebie 1-0 win like uh, if they get one, but I don't of think course. they're going to get... Yeah, they'll be a lot more cautious about their going for it and and try to play a bit of a deeper game and a counter game. Whilst Leicester will be the one you know, holding position and trying to, trying to force the tempo. Yep. Now, Fulham versus Southampton. Fulham have drawn their last three games. Southampton have had mixed form in the last few games they've played. Uh, lost, uh, lost their last game, a draw before that. I could easily see Fulham win this game. Um, this could be like a, one of those Christmas shocks. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I actually think yeah, maybe Fulham can come away with a win here. Uh, I think so. I'm feeling a comeback, late season comeback from Fulham. <laughs> Not be relegated. I I feel like it's too early in the Christmas period that it's more likely Southampton will keep 
will win. Southampton, as we were mentioning earlier, are looking pretty good. I mean, yeah, last week, last couple of weeks, a little iffy, but not really at the same time. I think I think they've still got it there. I mean, their one all their draw against um, Newcastle was a was with ten men. So they managed mm. and they took the lead yep. with ten men. So they're still looking good. So I don't know if Fulham's really got the firepower or the um, staying ability to to keep with Southampton this year. And I say maybe if it was near the end of the Christmas period, then you know the the Christmas shocker might come out. But I think in this case. Been the first, you know, still a week after the previous matches, or most of a week after previous matches, um, that, that Southampton's still going to win. Fair enough. Um, Villa versus Crystal Palace. Um, I think Villa had a really good win last season. They're at home. Crystal Palace had a demoralizing loss to Liverpool. I think Villa, maybe 2 0, 2 1. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, and and a little bit of this is uh, possibly because it's at Villa's home, and I don't know if they're well, they're, they're out in the Midlands, right? So will they have their two thousand fans, or are they also shut down, which may make a little bit of a difference there. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like sh- they're shut down in the Midlands. Yeah, I can remember I knew London and Southend, so that may put it back into Crystal Palace's favour a little bit with two thousand fans, and I think Aston Villa wins without any fans behind closed doors. And uh, Villa's still probably slight favourites, but I'd probably look at the draw more, a 1-1 or something draw. Next up, nom 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 for Chelsea versus mm-hmm. Arsenal. What, is, what a time to... A nice little appetiser before the main course for Chelsea. Do we even need to say any more here? Oh, <laughs> uh, good times. We've got Arsenal first up in the Christmas period. It's normally, like that's the big hard-hitting game first up, mm. but this year it's like that's a chance just to really ease into the into the season. I think, unfortunately, yeah, Arsenal just are not performing. It's not the right time for them to be hitting Chelsea. I think I looked before, and they've got Arsenal actually have, don't have too bad a Christmas fixture list um, other than this Chelsea game. So, I mean, if they can sort of not get too badly burnt by it. But I think, yeah, that's a chance for Chelsea to really just really make Arsenal pay and just pile on the pressure. I mean, Arsenal have not looked a threat going forward. The defence has looked poor and Chelsea have just, their defence has clicked and we are just got the Fords, so many Fords, just looking to find form. And maybe this is a chance for Havertz and, and Werner really to, to find some form. So, yeah. Yep. They'll have the chance. Absolutely. Um, yeah, following on from that, Manchester City at Newcastle. This is a very losable game for Manchester City. Yes. Um, but I think because they're at home and I think they are, they're grinding out some form, which yes. I think is a good sign um, because I think they've got a lot of injuries and they're still kind of grinding out results. I could see them have another close win against yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, and you say they're grinding out. They haven't lost in five games and I don't see that that changing either um as i say they've they've they also were there was more injury hit but we're having a problem to the start of the season but they're just they're not doing it not looking to do it pretty they're just looking to do it and i think it's the same and newcastle i don't think they have that x factor really to change that change manchester city's game plan 
and Manchester City's game plan works, then they win. So if Manchester City were like three or four points on top of the Premier League table with game, and you know the form team to beat. I think Newcastle might have beaten them because they just do that. They yeah, especially yeah. this time of year, that's like their mo. Um, but no, this Manchester City team is grinding out results, not taking anything for granted. That's why that's not likely to happen this time. Um, Sheffield United versus Everton. I feel like there's some nom more nom noms on the Mersey side. Uh, so Everton, uh, Sheffield United have not been defending well. They've been conceding soft goals. Everton are finding goals. Uh, Carla Ancelotti just knows how to get attacks working when the te- when yeah. his team have the ball. Yeah, I think easy win for Everton. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it's more than two goals. I, I I'm the same with you. I think this is say it's all all delicious smorgasbord for Everton, but really I think this is if Sheffield United are ever going to turn their season around, this is where they have to do it. If they can't do it here, I don't know if that's if it's happening. Like it's it's getting to the point where if they can't find something, they're on two points total yep. through 14 games. You know they they need this so badly. Otherwise, I think that's it's shut up shop and and go planning for the championship next year because yeah yep. I don't see it happening but it's this is almost their final chance so mm. agree uh, Leeds versus Burnley I think Le- Leeds have had a bad loss against uh, Manchester United um, and before that their form was very mixed um, yeah they basically lost three out of their last five games. I think Burnley are a team on the improve. Um, I think they're making their comeback. This is a yeah. t- this is a deadly fixture for Leeds. I would not be surprised if Burnley come in, s- sneak in a win, take their cookies and milk, which they left out for <laughs> Santa. And yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's a, it may depend a little bit on what Leeds team show up. If they mm. have a sublime day, then I don't know if there's much Burnley can do, but. Burnley definitely looked like they've organised themselves. They've they've shaken out the cobwebs, sorted out the the niggles that were plaguing them through the first part of the season, and have started to to get into the the grind that they need to do to stay up. Um, and I I think you're right. I think this one's a Burnley win. It might only be one. It might be two. But they you know Burnley's looking good. They're looking back to the the form they've had for the last few years, where they mm. they grind their way to mid table. And yeah. they look good doing it. So, absolutely. Um, next up, uh, West Ham versus Brighton. Obviously, West Ham lost to Chelsea, um, and Brighton have not had the best of form this season so far. Um, but they've drawn their last two games. Um, I think Brighton are in survival mode. Um, they have good manager Graham Potter. Just knows how to, he knows how to get that team to not lose and not get relegated. Yeah, I could see Brighton come away with a draw here, or maybe even a win. Um, I don't see a West Ham win. That's my thing. I think probably a draw. I think, yeah, likely a draw. I, I do see potentially West Ham um, getting this, because they, most Brighton also has started to grind themselves into the, the sort of season they need to have. Not really the MO. Like, I don't feel... Not like Burnley. Burnley has been doing it for a while. They've They know... That and all the players know how to do it. Brighton, I feel, still it's not really their nature. And you, yes, West Ham's coming off the back of a reasonably um, poor defeat, but I can sort of see Brighton as being a bit of a rebound for them. So, whilst I would 
argue the draw is most likely. I would put it a draw or West Ham. Fair enough. Um, Liverpool, West Brom. Do we even need to say much more than nom nom nom? Like nom 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 nom. Post nom. Christmas summer yeah. dinner here. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, West Brom fans. Yeah, yeah. You're not winning. Yeah. No. I think the only question in this game is can Liverpool top their best score from last week? That week. This week. Yeah. Week. Yeah. Potentially. Like, do they get eight? But um. Hey. So basically, Liverpool are the only team this season to have, uh, and Manchester United are the, only, are the only team to have both won by one and by scoring six goals or more, and lost by conceding six goals or more. And Liverpool <laughs> conceded seven goals and scored seven goals. So it's crazy. Now Wolves versus Spurs. Now Wolves have mixed form, and Spurs are Spursing badly. Yes. Um, this is the time of year where Tottenham traditionally drop out of the race for. Uh, <laughs> and I think Mourinho, this is going to be clear, Rickett. Like, basically, how good do you think Mourinho is? Can he get the win in uh, Molyneux uh, down in the Midlands? I just don't think so. I think Wolves are too tough. Um, this game has a Mourinho draw written all over it, but I think. Um, you know, Spurs Santo is going to be too good, and Wolves will come away with the win. Yeah. I actually think this is one of those ones where Tottenham needs the win. If they want to keep their credentials as, as contenders, they need the win. So And, and Jose, Jose will know that. And and I would think to see and not the traditional um, Mourinho draw of just playing cautiously from the beginning, but to actually try and enforce the tempo. And Tottenham can do that. And I I actually think, and I am a bit of a, a Josie fanboy, so I think they can do it. I think he can do it. I think they can get the, the best out of the team. Um, it may depend. I haven't looked to see who's on the injured list for that, but I think it's too important a game for them not to be yep. looking better. And I think I think Spurs can get it. I mean, possibly only be a one or two ga- goal thing, like they'll get their goal and then default back to defend, defend, counter, counter, defend, defend. But and it may bite them, bite them, and you get the one all draw. But with Wolves scoring at the end, or potentially even Wolves snatching a win. But I would, I would think more Tottenham. Fair enough. You and I are opposed on this draw. Then yes. Uh, all right. Match day sixteen on the 29th to the 31st, leading up to a glorious New Year's Day. Ooh. Uh, our opening game, Crystal Palace versus Leicester City. I think Leicester have shown they're a good team, um, though their form has been mixed. This is a deadly fixture for them. Crystal Palace can definitely win at home. Yes. Um, uh, I think they'll be over Liverpool by this point because they would have played another game and maybe even played pretty well in that game, even if they don't win. Um, so I think this one is going to be close. My heart obviously wants Leicester to lose because I want Manchester United to gain possession, <laughs> uh, get, uh, go up to second uh, from this game. Um, but I just think Leicester are too good this season. I think they'll win like a close game. Close yeah, game. I think the same. It's close to the fourth game, but I think Leicester's going to have too much for Crystal Palace. And Chelsea versus Villa. Nom 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 for Chelsea. Are Villa actually like tough meat and is hard to swallow? Um, no, I think this is this is again going to be reasoning numbers. I think it's potentially at home. Yeah, it's it's not going to be as as delectable, I think, as the Arsenal game. Though it's, yep. it's, it's Villa, so that's always a delicious treat for me. 
<laughs> but I think, yeah, that's that's uh, another win. Yep, I agree. Chelsea wins. Uh, maybe not a big margin, but wins easily. Like a yeah. game where you a one nil win is comfortable because the other side just never threatens you. Yeah, I think they'll still try to get. It'll still be a two two nil game, but I, yeah, I don't think it. Aston Villa will look particularly menacing. Yeah. Um. Now, the, potentially the fixture of the round: Everton versus Manchester City. This is mm. this is a make or break game for Everton because I think yes. Everton can win this game, and I think they can win this game. Um. That is them title contenders right there and there, like a team yeah. nobody. Uh, right now, it's still very very close. Um. Especially because, uh, spoiler alert: Liverpool have a banana peel type game up against Newcastle. But we'll yeah. get into that later. But yes, Everton, I think, can win this game. Um, I think City are gritty. They're grindy. But I think they're just they're going to have too many injuries. We know they're going to have injuries in the game before. They're going to have injuries leading up to it. I think Everton are just going to win from there. Yeah. Um, depleted squad. It's going to be hard fought. But I see an Everton win. Yeah. And I know that you know City's starting to grind their way into their, into their form and, and sorting themselves out. But I think you're right. I think Everton's just going to... Just gonna do it. They're just looking so good this year. They are. So yeah, I, I, good to watch. Easy on the eyes. Good. Yeah, team. and I can't see them not winning. That's the thing. Like, no matter how and much Carlo I think. Body has a decent-ish record against Guardiola as well. Yeah, exactly. Now, Brighton versus Arsenal, the relegation battle, and I think, <laughs> fortunately for Arsenal fans, Brighton are better at this than they are. Definitely more experienced with it. More experienced. They're at home. They're not going to want to drop points. Arsenal are easy pickings at the moment, and Brighton will not want to lose this game. They're like going to. They're going to be the seagull, like pooing on the statue of a cannon outside <laughs> the war museum. Like, yes, that's the imagery I wanted. You are, wanted any Arsenal fan listening to this podcast to have about their season. But yeah. yes. Brighton, I think I see a win here. Maybe hard fought win, maybe even. But uh, actually, no, not even a hard fought win. I think Brighton's going to comfortably win. Might not be a big score, but they're going to win. Just easily. Yeah. I think this is. I know I was saying, you know, um, Sheffield United's game of the season was the first week of the Christmas fixture, but I think this may be Arsenal's game of the season. This is yep. where things need to change. Like, they got through Chelsea first week, then they get to go to Brighton. And yeah, once again, spoiler, in the third week, they get West Brom. So that's, those are two games they need to win. And I think the Brighton one sets the scene for it. I think I they'll just have to, to almost ignore the result of the Chelsea game and just go... Mm. Or maybe yes. even play a youth team in that game yeah. to preserve injury. Yeah. yeah, that's the rotation week, maybe. I don't know what they do. I mean, that's not going to sit well with Arsenal fans. The concept of you know playing a weaker team against throwing the game against Chelsea. Um, but hey, if Arsenal fans want to play against Millwall next season so badly, go be my guest. <laughs> exactly. Um, go travel uh, to South London. Yeah, but I, I I get the feeling yeah that Brighton will be the target game and they'll need to win yeah. it. Um, I actually think it will be a draw because of that, but I. I I want to believe in Arsenal. You're, like, going, in is... draw. You're going for the draw. I'm going for, I'm going for a draw. win. Fair I'm enough. I'm going for the draw. 
Um, Southampton, West Ham. Um, I think we know we agreed that Southampton are a good team. I don't think yeah. they're going to lose West Ham. I don't think West Ham's got it. It's a tough it. game. I think West Ham will compete large yeah. periods. It'll be a tough competitive game, but I think Southampton are going to win. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Southampton will have it over them. I say it'll be tough competitive, but just over a whole 90 minutes, Southampton will be better. That's just what it will come down to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next game will be Bro- West Brom versus Leeds, and now I'm picking Leeds to lose to Burnley just because I think Burnley are in the improved. They're here. They're now in the time of the season where they tend to get points, especially against fellow, um, rele- you know, teams that they think could be in the relegation struggle. I think Leeds know that they're not out of the uh, thing, out of danger yet. Um, obviously, they've got a really good manager. West Brom are terrible. So I expect Leeds to come back from those two losses, uh, Manchester United and Burnley, and go in and get a win in West Brom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I think Leeds will get this. You know, yeah. West Brom just haven't looked at it. I mean, maybe this is looks at them, this is if the Great Escape's coming, this is the game where they get to turn around, but Yeah, if this the Great Escape Leeds, will, the Great Escape is on if West Brom win this game. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, sure. we've had three key matches where that happens in the these first two weeks for three different teams. But yeah, Absolutely. I think this is yeah, the same West Brom it's it's those games where it's similar people or a this one that would be for West Brom be that morale changer where, you know, yeah, we can do it. Yep. Um, Agreed. I, I think this is one that just won't happen. I think Leeds will do it. Yep. Yep. Um, Burnley versus Sheffield United. Um, once again, I think Burnley easy win. This is the sort of game. This is the sort of game they pick up to secure their uh, position in the mid table. Yeah. Um, do we expect <laughs> Sheffield United to beat Burnley? I think maybe if it was a bigger team, quote unquote. One of those top four teams, Sheffield might have done a giant killing, but Burnley is just going to be too wary. I think this just comes down to the result of the previous week. If mm. Burnley beaten, beaten Leeds and Sheffield United lose to Everton, I don't, I don't see Sheffield United winning. I yep. don't see a way of it. But if it's the other way around, or even if just Sheffield United beat Everton, that may give them the yeah. the confidence. Sheffield in United that. beating Everton would change the complexion of this fixture. Yeah. But you and I are not expecting Sheffield United. We're not we're expecting that, and I'm not expecting them to win this fix, fixture either. But yeah, that's that's the the trajectory of their season. If they can win against Everton, then things change. But if it's the same as it's been, this is two losses in two weeks for them. United versus Wolves. What's it? Home fixture. United mm. terrible at home. These usually these are the sort of games United would draw or lose. Um, because Wolves are a good team and they know how to come in and uh get the win uh, away from home. Um, yeah. but I think United have improved in form at home in the last few games and they're in good form. And obviously, I am picking them to win. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, but yeah, I think this is tough to games for both United and Wolves. Mm-hmm. I mean, United's got Leicester and then Wolves, and Wolves has Tottenham and United. Like, yep. Whew, yep. talk about difficult. But yeah, I, I think United get it. Uh, mm. Though, yeah, I think United do, because I think having the week before being away at Leicester, even if they lose, it's not as... I know their home form hasn't been the best, but losing away is sort of like... It'll be a close loss anyway if it happens, so you won't have any demotiv- demotivation going on. 
In fact, Wolves would have been lost if they'd lost the week before against Tottenham. Would have lost at home. Yep. Yeah. After Absolutely. beating Chelsea, so uh, I, I see this possibly lose to Tottenham. Then I think United uh, have yeah. a chance to beat Wolves in that game. So yeah, I think on the balance of of it all, United is is higher, but could go either way. Absolutely. And finally, the New Year fixtures coming off. We're opening on Saturday with Everton versus West Ham. Once again, if Everton win their last previous two games, like I think you and I both predict, um, Everton are going to beat West Ham at home with fans. Yep. There's not much else to say about that. Uh, It's rough for West Ham having some tough fixtures. Yeah, it's also tough for West Ham. Mm. Everton, Southampton. and I mean, it's Brighton, so they had a first week maybe easy. but, But yeah, I think I agree. Everton there. Yeah, and I think Manchester United versus Aston Villa. Obviously, if United have beaten Leicester and have beaten the Wolves, they're going to lose to Aston Villa because that's (laughs) what this team does. Yeah. That's what my heart is saying, my brain is saying. Actually, no, United can probably beat Aston Villa. They've been lucking out against Mid. They're doing the opposite of what they did last season where people were saying Manchester United were robbing from the rich and giving to the poor because they were beating teams like <laughs> Liverpool or like, you know, draw- drawing with teams like Liverpool and Manchester United and then, you know, uh, losing to mid-table teams um, or yeah. table teams. Um, this season, they're basically stealing the lunch money off the little kids and like <laughs> telling the big kids not to hit them. <laughs> and it's worked. They're third, so not going to complain. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's another kid that United were going to try and w- get their lunch money off. It's another home fixture, so fans yeah. and stuff will make a difference. Yes, I think this is a, a match that United should win. I say some of it may come down to the previous two matches and exactly where they are in squads and fitness levels and injuries, but I think it's the United game to win. Next game, Spurs versus Leeds. I actually think, even though I think Mourinho and Spurs are going to lose their previous fixture, I think Spurs will win this fixture against Leeds. Um, they're just too experienced, and I think Mourinho just knows how to beat teams like Leeds. I do like you just skipped over Tottenham, Fulham, and Newcastle, Liverpool from the previous round. Oh, I did. That's right. I forgot to mention that. I pick Fulham to win that uh, game against Spurs <laughs> because I think I'm feeling the Fulham comeback and I have to back that up. Um, like I said, I just think they're getting some form and I think Fulham are going to secure, start securing their status in the Premier League by beating Spurs. A festive season. I think they're going to beat Spurs. Um, and Newcastle-Liverpool, I think this is a potential banana peel for Liverpool. Um, I actually think this game could be a draw. Mm. I don't think Liverpool will lose, but I think it's got draw written all over it. Yeah, I think Tottenham, Fulham, Tottenham be too good. Fulham, yeah, potentially for them coming back, Tottenham's banana peel potentially, but I think I think this is one where, where that doesn't happen. Tottenham will have it easily. I think you're right with the Newcastle-Liverpool game, though, that's a definite potential um, banana peel for Liverpool. And I actually want Newcastle to win that one so much more that I'm willing to say that they will win it. Wow. I think maybe my brain's saying, you're being silly, but my heart's like, don't care, brain. Fair enough. We're going out on limb. We're having the fairy tale. Fair enough, fair enough. And if we go to Tottenham-Leeds, then... Yeah, I think that's the same. I think Tottenham beats Fulham, Tottenham beats Leeds. 
Oh, well, now, going back to our New Year's fixtures, we have the clubs formerly managed by Neil Warnock, Derby, Crystal Palace, and Sheffield United. Yeah, I think uh, Crystal Palace were picking to have a decent-ish uh, holiday season. I think they are going to win this game. Sheffield United, unfortunately, don't look that good. No, I don't think, yeah. Sheffield United just... They can't pick it up in the previous two games. There's not a lot that's happening yep. here. Um, as you say, Crystal Palace is... They don't have the easiest of um, matches, but they've you know, they've got Aston Villa, then they've got Leicester, then then they've got Sheffield United. I think that's that's not particularly easy to begin with, but I think at the same point, it's it's good enough to pick up at least four points, if not potentially five, um, which would be amazing for them. And yeah, I don't unless because Sheffield United have changed their season, I don't see them having enough to to beat Crystal Palace. So I see no, Crystal Palace I winning agree. it. Um, Brighton Wolves, I think this game has draw written all over it. It's going to be a r- tough, tough group of fixtures for both these teams leading up to yeah. this game. Um, yeah, I think there's be very little in the tank before we have the fortnight off. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Wolves are the better team, but they've had pretty you know, nasty games before that. Um, that it's just not, you know, Tottenham and United. That's going to be very draining, and they're going to, you know, not a lot left in the tank. They'll try and pull it out against Brighton, away from home. I think you're right. I think that's a draw. I think the next game is going to be where Arsenal starts their great escape. West Brom, Arsenal, I think this game's going to be a draw, and I think Arsenal will be happy to take a draw against a relegation struggler. Who's below that? Who's going to be below them still? And mm. that that point is going to keep them above the relegation zone. Um, so, and then after that, I can see Arsenal slowly improve over the season. Um, but yeah, I think West Brom—they've lost games, but they haven't been easy to beat games. You know, and no. they—I think they know how to—they know how to do the relegation dogfight. And Arsenal are not experienced at this. No. You're probably right, and it'll probably end up as a 1-1 draw or something, or even worse, a nil draw for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I think they still will, I think Arsenal will take the game, and it might be, I mean, it depends once again on the games beforehand, um, or the game beforehand for Arsenal. But I, I feel like they can get the win here, and that's, their season starts turning around. I, I feel a draw with West Brom is, it's, it's too much of a concession that they are in the, they are in the relegation dogfight. I think with Arsenal, especially with their players, like if they get have to have the mindset of that they're in the relegation dogfight, things will go badly for them. If yep. they can get these wins and feel like it's they're not really in the relegation dogfight, they're just having a bad run of form, it, things go better for them over, over the whole season. Yeah, I agree with that. But once again, I think it's a draw, just because of this is the round of the, yeah. draw of the year it that is, to get a lot of draws. It, yeah, it is the third match in what, seven days, so yeah. Listen that. Yeah, yeah. Burnley uh, versus Fulham. I think another draw here. And maybe even Burnley gets a win um, if they're on the form. But once again, lots in the tank. There'll be lots of injuries. It's very difficult to see what teams will play out there. But since I'm picking a Fulham comeback, I have to go with at least a draw here. Yeah, I think there's another one. It's a draw or maybe a 1-0 one way or the other. But yeah, it's going to be a, a pretty... I think that's one that's going to be a pretty dour sort of fixture, where mm. neither team are particularly attacking, if only because neither team will have a lot left to attack with yeah. in terms of resources and energy. So, 
But Agreed. If I had to push one way or the other, it wasn't a draw, I would probably go the other way with a Burnley win. Draw most likely, but maybe a Burnley win. I think the next game is where it's also interesting. If Newcastle can beat Liverpool in the previous round, there's nothing stopping them from beating Leicester City. Yeah. Um, they are a giant killing side. They love to do it, but I think Leicester, just because they have they have a really tough run of fixtures to play with as well, they're going to try and at least get a few more points here because it's still going to be close and an open battle up top. Um, I could see this one ending in another draw as well. One all, two all even, maybe. Like, I think the defenses for both teams are just going to go home and like call it Sekte. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think a draw is fairly likely. But at the same point, I think if if Newcastle had beaten Liverpool the week before, that may energise Leicester City as well, because this, I think that may potentially, depending on mm. their result, run of results, potentially gives them the chance to go top. Um, so it will depend. I think it's going to be a well, it depends. So it's going to depend on the exact makeup of the of what's happened beforehand. Because if Leicester have got the opportunity to win and go potentially go top after the New Year's fixtures, then that gives them great motivation. I think that that pushes mm. them into the win. Yeah. Yep. If that's not there, I mean, potentially it's still motivation there, but then it may be more likely to draw. But I I think Leicester also are pretty good, so maybe Leicester on the balance of payments, they'll, they'll get a win somehow, one way or the other. If I had to pick a winner, I'd pick Leicester. I just feel like a draw in this game. Yeah, I understand. Uh, uh, next game, round, game of the season, Chelsea versus Manchester City. I think this is going to be one of these crucial games for both teams this season. Yeah. Manchester City are grinding results, and okay, depending... And depending on their injury status, this is the sort of game that City tends to win, especially because, yeah, they've got as Chelsea have an inexperienced manager, um, young squad. This is sort of t- this is this fixture has that written on it where they could drop points to City, but I think not. I think that's not going to happen. I think Chelsea will just come away with a win, a close game. Yeah. like I think a one nil or something like that. I also agree it's close. I think more likely a 2-1 sort of thing. I think both teams will get on the score sheet. Um, mm. But I think Chelsea will win. It is definitely going to be the one of who took the least in- injuries over yep. the previous two games. Um, and who had the least you know, really hard-fought games. Who had the easier games. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if we hear tomorrow that Jamie Vardy is not playing for two weeks, then yes, sorry Lester, your season's over. Yeah. yeah, that's just the way it is. Um, that's just the way it is. Or like Liverpool, we hear Virgil van Dijk's in, out for the next three weeks. Sorry, Liverpool. Yeah. Nice run. But it's been good. Good bosses happened. But You're here for a good time, not a long time. But yeah, but I sort of feel that Chelsea's Christmas um, fixtures aren't quite as draining yeah. as cities. I think we'll we'll be. For the good. I think on paper at the beginning of the season it looked tough for Chelsea, but like Arsenal yeah. have been terrible this season. They're yeah. as we said, easy points. Um Aston Villa we thought would be in the relegation zone, so that would be a tough game for Chelsea to face up to. And yeah, obviously we thought City were gonna be one of the yeah. teams on in the top three at least. Um and if. they're not. So yeah. Yeah. Chelsea, what was on paper very tough. Uh, still is tough, don't get me wrong, but it's yeah. way easier than it looked at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
versus like I think you would take your current fixture list over my uh, United's fixture list. Uh, oh, definitely. <laughs> With the current teams and the current forms, definitely. Yeah. And next game, Southampton-Liverpool. I think if Liverpool lose the previous game, uh, all bets are off. Southampton can definitely win this game. And I think very yes. motivated to win this game. Yes. Um, this is Liverpool's big, tough fixture. Southampton don't have a, that tough a fixture a tree in the Christmas uh, season either. So both te- neither team should be inundated with injuries, I don't think. No, no. no. Like I said, I did pick Fulham to sneak in a win against Southampton, but if that doesn't happen, then Southampton will be on coming off from two wins because I think they will beat West Ham. So, and if Liverpool has slipped on the metaphorical banana peel up in Newcastle, they can crash onto the window pane that is Southampton. <laughs> Great metaphors. Those, because you know, back to back. Points dropped could be like uh, could give one of those teams Leicester, United, even Chelsea uh, an unassailable lead. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. It's it's that's two two tough games yeah. for Liverpool in a row, you know, and they get cut tougher as they go through. Like Newcastle, that's a banana peel, but should be on paper should be Liverpool, but the Southampton game is definitely yeah. a difficult game. So a lot of that's going to ride on how the Newcastle game went. You know, that is, it is six, six days, six days between the two games, which is a reasonable amount of time for yep. Liverpool and, and Southampton. So you would expect that they should have full strength squads or close to. Close to. Um, Southampton will be slightly fresher because they would have been, pl- they'd have mm. gotten an extra day's rest. And that could be the yeah only thing that leads to that win. Given my previous comments with Liverpool, I think Southampton's going to win it too, just because, you know, wow. down with the pool. So if fixtures end up the way we think, and like, then United should be on top of the table. <laughs> if United, United Leicester, and Liverpool yeah. drop points. And yeah. Yeah, I think there'll be two teams. I don't know who they will be. Whoever wins that Leicester United fixture, and if that's a draw, it'll stay close, uh, will probably, and Liverpool potentially, will build a bit of a lead. Because Liverpool have five have a five-point cushion on yeah. the teams I mean, they them. do have a bit of a cushion there. Sorry, four-point cushion with Leicester and five yeah. points with uh, with United, yeah. uh, with the game in hand. That is, yeah. Uh, and six points down yeah. to Chelsea and Tottenham. So a draw and a loss will just put them on equal points with Leicester, if Leicester win all their games. Yeah. Get reasonably congested, so all of them could all end up in the in the low 30s. Oh, yes. I think. Even down to potentially even it's, Southampton. It's very, very likely that we don't get an opening up of uh, of that top of the table, no. and in fact, we may even have Southampton move up into it. And depending on how Manchester City play, Manchester yeah. City coming up into it. I mean, Southampton's not actually that far out of it. Um, I mean, they're a little far off Liverpool, but yep. I mean, they're only one point behind Chelsea and Tottenham, two points behind United and Everton, so that's the third, three points behind second. So that's not a I mean large spread. For that matter, to get to Chelsea's fifth or uh, Everton United's 26 points, even Wolves are only like five points behind down in 11. There is everything to play for. Um, 
there is a lot of chaos possible and potentially going to happen yeah. with COVID and injuries and crowds not being a thing. Yes, exactly. So they had a few weeks of crowds being a thing, and that did change the dynamics of it, I think. Um, but yeah, back yeah. to empty stadiums again. But I, yeah, don't know if that makes a huge difference. They've all sort of got used to it. But potentially the first this week and next week, or well, you know, the last set of games, this next set of games coming, is where those, if it's going to make an impact, that's where the impact is felt because they've sort of had the crowds just starting yep. to come back. You know, like they could have, I could feel like, oh, we're getting crowds back and now they're taken away again. That's a little unnerving to go back to it, but I think they'll adapt pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's got to say, it's got to be one of the most interesting seasons you and I have covered uh, in the football podcast. Um, we're still got no clear winners. No. Um, I think the season Leicester won, you and I picked them at this point of the season to win. Yeah, only. Uh, we said that, and if we said that we're picking them to win at about sixty percent, and I think we said that if yeah. if the fixtures ended in this particular way and they didn't get big injuries, they're definitely winning. Yeah, yeah, I think it was definitely one of those. This was the the Christmas period was their defining moment. If they could get the wins there and come through it, then yep. they were just going to be off and away, and they did. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's. I think this season we're we're sort of going the other way. We're we're going to get out of the Christmas season and not have any clear. Yeah. Anything clear, and perhaps it's got you say potentially even muddier than what it already is. Um, it's been a a while since you know we've had. Potentially eight teams, or maybe, yeah, I think eight teams would be the most will get clumped up together there that will be within spitting distance of each other at the top. So, yeah, I think this, yeah. this Christmas period and will... And that's why it's not such a shock, I think, predicting potentially two games where Liverpool drop points, because yeah. they're not the dominating, unbeatable Liverpool of last season. No, they're pretty close, but yeah, not they're not last season. I don't even think they're the same as two seasons ago. I know they didn't win that season, but um, you know that they were looking yeah. threatening and 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 all the rest, and then it came together last season. But this season, yeah. it's it's still there. It's not like they're a different beast, but it just hasn't felt the same. It they felt yeah. less unbeatable. But like you, if yeah. you play, you if they someone plays to the plan. You know, follows all the requirements. Like, this is how we beat Liverpool. If we can do this, it's tough and it's hard. We have to do it for our 90 minutes, and that's going to be difficult. And if we have to have a bit of luck go our way, but we can do it. Whilst last year, you sort of felt that, you know, you need to do all that and then have so much fortune shine on you that it wasn't funny to even get close to the idea of being able to pull something out of the hat. But this year, yeah, 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 absolutely. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. We hope you all have a great uh, holiday season. Yes. Stay safe. Um, scan if you're in New Zealand, where the Q code, wherever you are, and explain to your parents what the Q code is. Yes. And your grandparents. Yeah. And your kids. Yes, definitely. Definitely do all that stuff wherever you are. You know, make sure you're say, scanning away and or doing whatever is required in your particular neck of the woods. Absolutely. And yes, stay safe, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.